Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. I love how um, Prince of Preachers, um, always Spurgeon signed himself off, his unworthy servant, amen. It's all about him, isn't it? Such a privilege to be here today, it really is. I'm just loving the presence of God in the house. And uh, it's always a huge privilege to minister for Jesus, and we never carry it lightly, because we know he always wants to do something. And I love that song. Um, Jesus, Jesus is coming, and I believe he's coming quite soon. Um, he's coming back and he's going to be amazingly powerful. On his thigh is written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. His eyes are a flaming fire. And his tongue is like a sword coming out of his mouth. And uh, we won't be saying, hi, Jesus, we'll be falling flat on our faces before his glory and his majesty. And we need to know a powerful and glorious God like that in these days. It's good to have the sense of intimacy, but we also have to need to have a sense of the fear of the Lord. Because he's coming back for a bride. This is my bride's going to talk in a minute. He's coming back for a bride. Now, if you read through Ephesians, you'll know the stages of church coming through. First of all, to be a bride and then to be a powerful army. And so the bride is coming back for is, first of all, beautiful and holy, that's why Jesus comes to baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire, because the fire is cleansing. And holiness is so empowering and liberating for us, because our hearts become free, which is amazing. Um, but you know, this bride, she's got her bridal gown on, but if you just lift the skirts a little underneath, there uh, she's wearing combat boots. Amen. Now, how many of you guys discovered that after the wedding? <laughs> Don't put your hand up. You could be in trouble. <laughs> Amen. So this is my wife, Jeannie. I'd love to just uh, share with you for a few moments. Thanks, Jeannie. Yeah, we're coming up 54 years married. How about that? Woo! We got married when we were 13. Not kidding, just kidding. <laughs> I love that song, Marcus. That was really good. Marcus, where is he? Marcus, that was about the return of Jesus. That was about the glorious church and the return of Jesus. So put your shoulders back and turn to the one next to you and say, you could see the rapture. <laughs> Whoa, you could. Marcus, I really commend you. That was, that was a song. You've got to write songs about the return of the Lord and about theology. It's really good. And I commend fabulous music. But um, um, I just want to share a dream with you and a couple of thoughts. Um, just put your hand on your heart. Lord, as, as, our pastor, as our pastor Gideon said, Lord, that you speak to us individually. So we pray as we share today. Lord, you speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And um, I just want to share about a dream I had. Um, I sometimes have God dreams, and this was a real, a real God dream. A bit scary, but very real. Um, 
I'd been asking God a lot. Um, as Gideon said, we were involved with the Jesus marches and we used to have he was a crazy man. We used to have hundreds and thousands of people from all denominations, all churches, mainline churches, Pentecostal churches, Baptist churches, didn't we? We had absolutely thousands of people. And then there seemed to come a lull, and we don't know what happened. And then um, the, the whole thing about legislation, what our government is doing, all the, the gender stuff, we don't know who we are, all the confusion that's coming in us, praying and asking God, what, what's going on, Lord? You, you promised that you'd pour out your spirit. So those were our prayers that we were praying. And then when I had this dream, and um, if any of you know Wellington, I dreamed that I was in Cuba Street. You've probably got one of those here. It is a very alternative street in Wellington. I had my Bible under my arm and I was talking to a whole lot of people who were very, very alternative. And um, so this person came up to me. If I ever see that person again, I'll know who it is. Very alternative. I actually didn't know whether this person was male or a female. And this person said to me, okay, so what is God doing? What is God? Why is God allowing all of this that's happening in our nation? Interesting person to ask that question. And, and I spoke prophetically in my dream. And I said, well, God's allowing this because he's causing people to choose whether they're going to be sheep or goats. But more than that, he's waking the sleeping sheep and he's bringing back the lost sheep. And this is what I said. I said, and the aurora's coming. And I woke up and I said to Mike, what's an aurora? What's an aurora? And we know that um, we occasionally get small auroras in New Zealand. But re a real aurora, and this was a real one, a light and, and, sh and shining. Have a look on, on what a real aurora is. And of course, that's the presence of the Lord. So that was, that was my dream. So it's kind of given me a real peace because that's what God's doing. He's bringing back. He's about after the sheep. And obviously some of the goats are going to be sheep, but that's, that's, our, that's our task. And um, it was interesting at the women's night, Catherine, I noticed that you had, I mean, talk about a supper. This girl had this amazing table. How many women were there? We had this, t this, um, this, this, they call it grazing. I thought that was interesting, you know, sheep grazing. Uh -huh. Anyway, it was a table and it was full of all sorts of um, yummy food, sweet food, um, even, uh, what's that other, you know, the savory, but if you've got... Um, Gluten-free, even gluten-free, and I checked it out, and it was all right. There was even meat, and there were vegetables, and there were cookies. It was amazing. And I woke up this morning, and I thought, the table of the Lord, Catherine and Gideon. You're going to set a table for all sorts of people, all sorts of people. And um, they're going to come, they're going to come, and God's going to bring them. God will bring them, and, they, and they're going to find people are looking for the Holy Spirit. And uh, I just, just, just say, you know, the Lord will allow you to pre prepare a table, but there are all sorts of people coming, and you're going to need discernment. And um, I know that... Um, I want to thank Harmony and thank Gideon and Catherine for welcoming our daughter.
And um, our, our daughter ca- comes here and, and, our, and our son-in-law and our grandson. But do you know one of the reasons that she came? And that's what God's going to do because there's oil, there's a water, there's an oasis here. There's an oasis here and God's going to raise up a whole new spring of water. Amen. Turn to the one next to you and say, you're beautiful, you're special. God's called you and chosen you. Okay. Amen. Amen. Cool. Have you ever seen the, um, the bucket fountain thing in Cuba Street? The whole buckets and uh, they gradually fill up and eventually the top one spills over and there's this great flow that comes down. I feel like that's also where you're at. You're like the bucket fountain that's being sort of filled, filled and filled. Eventually, top one gets so full, there's just this incredible whoosh of uh, a fountain that flows down through all the buckets. And I just sense a readiness amongst you for what God wants to do. But you see, what we have here is way too good to keep to ourselves. And um, I'm going to talk to you this morning about making room because uh, there's a very hurt and confused world out there. And uh, they, need, they need a home and they need a place they can come to. They need to know Jesus. They need, need to know the truth. They need to meet people like you uh, who have this genuine relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to pray and ask God just to really speak to our hearts this morning because the first thing he wants to do is to enlarge our hearts. You know, David said, uh, when you, I will run in, in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. Would you enlarge my heart? Would you enlarge my capacity? The Lord never said, give me, my son, give me your head. One of the early missionaries said, any old turnip will do for a head. He said, give me your heart. Because when he's got our heart, he's got all of us. And so uh, let's, let's make some room for Jesus in our hearts this morning. Father, I just thank you this morning. Holy Spirit, we, we are so aware of your presence. We know wherever you are, you've come to make Jesus known to us and make famous through us. And so, Holy Spirit, we open our hearts to you. Would you enlarge our hearts this morning? We may run with your word that you pour into our hearts this morning. We may run with it. And see, Lord God, the fulfillment of all that you desire for us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Uh, I just want to um, read to you uh, from Isaiah 60 and verses 1 to 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you, and nations shall come to the brightness of your rising. We are living in these days right now. If, if we really believe that we are living in these days right now, how should we be responding? 
We are actually living in the greatest day there has ever, ever been for the church on planet Earth. We are living in the season when Christ is soon coming. We are here to prepare the way for the coming of the King of Kings. He will spare nothing for a people who will abandon themselves to his cause and bow their hearts towards the coming of the King of Glory. You know, all of history is about preparing the bride and he's coming back for a glorious, incredible group of people who are not cowering in fear in a corner, but who are rising in authority and confidence because they know the King of Kings. They know who they are. They know who sent them. They know the authority that they have in the Lord Jesus Christ. They know that the word of the Lord is true 100% because the one who put the word into us is the one who has risen again to prove that every promise is yes and amen in Christ Jesus. We can build our lives on the words in this book. We need a people in the midst of a nation and a world that is governed by social media and uh, fake news, if you like. Most of it is fake news. We need the good news to be a people who will live by and speak out this book into our world in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, the, the, the anoint, yes, there's a thick darkness out there. Let's, let we know that. We can see it. It's obvious to us wherever we go. And it's getting darker. But light always shines the brightest in the dark places. And the increasing brightness of the Holy Spirit upon our lives is going to be absolutely incredible. The glory of the Lord seen upon us. However, what God wants to do in these days is dependent upon us becoming a body. I love the term harmony. It, it really, it, it involves two things. It involves, first of all, our unity, our togetherness. That we are of one heart, one purpose with the vision and the desire of this body of people to make a difference in their unique way in Christ Church in New Zealand and the nations. But at the same time, there's that acknowledgement. Harmony involves the individuals who know their part, who will bring their part, that together we can not just have unity, but harmony. And so that sense as a church that we are together as one in our purpose, in our desire, in our vision, but we are individual in our expression of the call of God on our lives. And there are some really key people um, amongst us this morning. Uh, I'd like all those of you who are leading groups just to stand for a moment, would you please? Might be a life group or a connect group, whatever you call it. I'd like to call them connect groups because the Bible talks about the body. And, you know, the body can only function when the joints are doing their job. One of the signs of, of, of aging is when our joints begin to stiffen up. Um, so if you all of you could please just, first of all, put your shoulders back because that's a sign of aging. Rounded shoulders, a sign of aging. Uh, I should ask you to touch your toes as well. But, um, you know, maintaining flexibility, maintaining flexibility, being available to the Holy Spirit, uh, allowing the oil of the Holy Spirit to touch these connectors the Bible calls the joints and the ligaments that enable the body to function. What you are doing, I want you to know, is vital. Absolutely vital. You are vital to what God is going to do. And there are going to be many, many more groups raised up in this who will connect people to the vision. Uh, whatever you do whether, as a group, your number one task is to 
to connect people to the body. Amen. And I'll explain that in a moment. But I just want to, I just want to lift your hands before the Lord for a moment, please. Um, when we lift our hands before the Lord, the first thing, no, 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 just, not just halfway, just lift them to the Lord. Okay, he's up right up there, okay. Um, when we lift our hands before the Lord, first of all, it's a surrender. Say, Lord, here I am. I'm totally 100% available to you. Secondly, it's lifting our hands before him because, you know, these hands can be an expression of the power and the anointing and the blessing of God. We can lay hands on the sick and see them healed. We can lay hands on the oppressed and see them completely liberated in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare in Jesus' name. These hands are going to experience a new anointing, a new flow in your groups. You are going to see God work miracles. These hands are going to be laid on sick people. Cancer is going to be healed. All sorts of things are going to happen in these groups by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I release it over you and I awaken the call of God in others. There are many others here who right now have all that it takes to lead a group and to encourage others in their walk and to connect them into the life of the church. You are vital to what will happen. We Without you, the church will never become what it's meant to be. So please, know you are vital. Come on, let's give these guys a hand this morning, shall we? In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for them. You see, there's a thing about the corporate side of it that's incredibly important. In our connectedness together, let me just explain the, the anointing that's in this house, the corporate anointing, is yours. Now, we're together in this house right now, but, okay, come a little bit later on this morning, we'll all go out of those doors and we'll go to our various parts around the city and beyond. We are still the body. And if you are connected to this body, when you walk out of those doors, you carry the corporate anointing with you. You carry the blessing of this house into your house, into your workplace, into wherever you go. Now, your connection to the body is, is vital. Our connection is demonstrated in a number of ways. First of all, by showing up, amen? <laughs> You're here. <laughs> you know, we, 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 we come together. It's important. I know it's increasingly difficult with the demands on people's time and everything else, but our coming together is vital because we need to hear the word of the Lord so that we can flow together in whatever the Lord's speaking to us as a congregation, Amen. The second thing, uh, if we are going to experience a greater level of corporate anointing, there needs to be corporate prayer. It's all right for you to pray individually or a small group to pray in the Sunday, but we need the body to pray. We are living in the days when we are going to go to a new level of authority and power in God. It will become ours individually when we seek it corporately together. And I want to call you, you know, you've got a special time of prayer coming up at the beginning of the year. I'd love to see this place filled, filled because you are so hungry for what God's going to do. If you believe, if you believe that this house is going to become an incredible place of not only uh, you know, a fountain of blessing in here, but it's going to bless this city. It's going to bless nations in the name of Jesus. That nations are going to come because of what is happening here. Then we're going to have to pray it through. There is no other way. I can tell you, you know, before Smith Wigglesworth came to Wellington, there were already prayer circles around the city happening before he came. Most people don't know that. So he came into prepared ground. We are called to prepare the ground in prayer. You can't do it on your own. It's a big job. We need the church together corporately. You read your Bible. 
You know, they gathered together in prayer. The whole place was shaken and they went out and spoke the word of God with boldness. Come on. Nothing has changed. Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. Amen. He said, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. Like for all nations to come and pray, but also to pray for all nations. Amen. And the couple going back to Thailand, where are you? Now stand up for a moment because you are going to, you know, the breakthrough is coming for you this time through the signs and wonders. Now God's going to, you know, I want you to be bold and to be brave. I want you to put your hands up in there. Again, I want to declare that over you. You're going to lay these hands on sick people. You're going to see lame people walking, blind eyes opened in the mighty name of Jesus. And it's not just going to be a gradual growth anymore. You see an explosion of what God will do. I want you to go out with faith, scare yourselves a little. You have to scare yourself a little in the Holy Ghost before he does stuff. He lives in the scary zone. Amen? So I loose that over you in Jesus' name. Come on, let's look, just put, stretch your hands toward it. We declare in Jesus' name, declare and decree. Lord, it's not about them. It's about the people of Thailand. And we loose, Lord, over them a new confidence, a new boldness, a new anointing to heal the sick and to deliver the oppressed in the mighty and the awesome name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Come on. You've been hanging out for that. Let's just do it this time. Can I just encourage all of you, please? The Holy Spirit works outside of our comfort zone. He's called the comforter. You don't need him when you're comfortable. You have to step out before he will experience the Holy Spirit working in your life. You have to scare yourself a little, amen? So you have to step into the scary zone in sharing your testimonies. And can I pray for you or praying for the sick or speaking a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or a prophetic word? You have to step out, out of your comfort zone and trust God, amen? So come on, who's ready to scare themselves in the house this morning? Come on. Let's get out there and do this business in Jesus' name. And of course, another thing together, you know, um, how many of you have investments? How many wish you had investments? <laughs> you know, we, we keep an eye on things that we invest in. You should be investing in this house financially. Now, I've been told to say this. I'm just saying it because I know how vital it is. I, I, I've pastored for many years and I know how it is. You know, when people's... When people's money comes, their heart comes with it. They're watching. You, man, as a, as a leader, you've got to keep, keep on your toes because they're watching their investments. Amen. They want to see that we're going where God wants us to go. And I want you to invest in this house so there's no limitations to what God wants to do because it's going to be much, much bigger, you know. Okay, you'll start with multiple services. Who knows where you will go from there, amen. Multiple services, campuses. Who knows where God's going to take you when you begin to get together in the name of Jesus. When you get together and declare the word, you know that we, we are called to pray the word of God, to declare the word of God. How many of you have got loved ones who... Are still not with Jesus. Generations, some of your kids or your grandkids or whatever, yeah. Uh, you know, you have, you have to claim them. Uh, the last verse in Isaiah 69 says, my spirit that I put upon you. So come on, you, got, you want to be walking in the Holy Spirit. That's the first, that's your first job. If you want to see your kids, your grandkids, one for Jesus, you've got to be walking in the Spirit. So the words I put in your mouth, they need to be his words will not only be in your mouth, but in the mouths of your children and your children's children and those who are far off. That should be your daily declaration. And when we begin to agree that together, come on, I'm, I'm declaring that over you right now. I declare in the name of Jesus, 
I loose the generations to be restored to Jesus, the completion of households in the name of Jesus. Those who go out bearing seed and weeping will come again, bringing sheaves with told households being restored to Christ in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare the anointing that is upon you, the word is put in your mouth, will be in the mouths of your children and your children's children. Call them home. Call them home. As you call them home, he is devising ways of restoring them to himself. Just keep calling them in and calling them in, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Wow, what a time. Come on, this, this body is going to be amazing. Just, just flex your muscles for a moment. Say, come on, just think, man, not that one, this body. Yeah, it's going to be, going to be amazing like nothing you ever dreamed of. You know, each one of you, each one of us has been gifted we have a unique gifting. God's got a call, and he's gifted you for your call. Your unique gifting, who you are, uh, God takes and he uses of his glory. Come on, he, we're all, you know, you, you read your Psalms, we're all uniquely and incredibly made and, and shaped for a purpose. Now, uh, my, my gifting is in the area of languages. Um, we spoke to the, uh, the lady in the lemon... Cafe, is it? Lemon Cafe, just down the road from Lemon Tree, wasn't it? Yes, anyway, Lemon Tree Cafe. Um, I was hoping she'd be here this morning. You're not here, are you? We did invite her this morning. If you go to the Lemon Tree, please talk to the lady there. Um, I spoke to her in Indonesian and uh, we invited her to church, didn't we, this morning? But, uh, so please keep going in and inviting her. And have a cup of tea in there, a cup of tea with a purpose. But uh, for me, I, I use languages. I use languages to open doors. I, I, you know, God gifts me to remember languages. But my greatest experience was uh, I've done a lot of ministry in Central America and particularly in Guatemala. And while I was there one time, uh, I was speaking in the original, the old capital of Antigua. And uh, as, I was, uh, as I was preaching, I had an interpreter. I could see the English-speaking people in the crowd shaking their heads. <laughs> no, that's not, that's, not, that's not what he's saying. You know, she's making up something else. So I said, Lord, right now, I need Spanish. And God supernaturally gave me Spanish. By the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, I began to speak in Spanish. Uh, since then... And if you want to confirm this, you can talk to Pastor New at the Elam Church. He was with me. I've spoken to a stadium full of people. I had my friend Oscar alongside of me in case I needed help. Uh, well, he just ended up translating me into English. But you see, Jesucristo es el mismo ayer y hoy y por los siglos. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. And if you need something for your ministry in the area of gifting, he will give it to you. Because he, his heart is to reach those people for him. So my, my, I, I, when I go to the supermarket, I always look for the, go to the checkouts, try and figure out where they're from, begin to speak to them in their language, and it just opens the door for me to share Jesus with them. That's, that's my thing. Now, God's gifted you in some particular way, and you can use who you are and what you are gifted with to reach Jesus, free people for Jesus. Amen?
Now, come on, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I, I, I release and awaken gifts. And come on, just, just, just lift your hands a little bit before. I release gifts and callings in this house this morning. I, I pray for revelation. I lose revelation over people's hearts and minds this morning. They'll begin to recognize and see that who they are, the gifts they have, their whole situation is already prepared for you to move through them in a new and a powerful way. I leave no one out in Jesus' name. I declare each and every one of you is uniquely gifted to reach people for Christ by who you are and the giftings he has have given you. You don't have to become someone else. You just have to be who you are in Christ and be faithful in allowing him to move through you in Jesus' name. And I'll go out and do it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. In Acts chapter 18 and verses 9 and 10, the Lord said to Paul one night in a vision, don't be afraid, but go on speaking and don't be silent, for I'm with you. No one will attack you to harm you, for I have many in this city who are my people. When we got the call to Wellington, the Lord gave me that verse. He said, I have, think King James, I have much people for you in the city. I was reading the King James back in those days, amen? And uh, much people for you in this city now. It doesn't mean that they're all Christians. It means there are people that God has set apart who you are going to reach for him. The people here that God already has his hand on, that he is preparing, ready for you to meet them and to begin to share the gospel with them. Because one sows another waters and God gives the increase. Now you may be sowing, but you also may be watering. You may be coming to a place where you're going to reach people for Christ. There are people in this city waiting for this church to go out of those doors and be who they're meant to be in Christ. They're already here. They're waiting for you. God has sovereignly set them apart. How many people have you know, you know, before you met Christ, you look back and I think, man, God was working on me before I knew it. Amen? His, what they call his provenient grace. You know, before he actually came, he was working on you and steering you to a place where you were ready to receive Jesus. How many of you know that, yeah? It may not have been a pleasant journey, but you know what he was doing. He was bringing you to a place where you were ready to know him. God is doing that right now out there. We need to go out to know we're going out into prepared ground. People have gone before us. You know, people like Peter Morrow and others are sowing so much seed into this city. There are people out there, you know, thousands of backsliders in this city just waiting for you to meet them and to bring them home in Jesus' name. As Jesus said, he's bringing in the lost sheep. He's bringing them home. We call them home in Jesus' mighty and awesome name. Come on. Are you, are you with us this morning, church? Are you with us this morning? Come on. Amen. Amen. Come on, you bockies should be really excited this morning. I was telling the guys this morning, I, I had the dream of an E-type Jaguar. Well, I didn't get one. I got to drive one, and I got to drive it fast. And as I was driving, man, I feel so anointed this morning. Did you feel anointed when the bocce's on? Yes, you did. Amen? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So it's already been prepared for you. So John 4 and verses 35 uh, onwards begin to make that clear. Do not say, there are yet four months, then comes the harvest. Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Already the one who reaps is re receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life. So the sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows, another reaps. I send you to reap that for which you do not labor or you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. Come on. The ground has been prepared. There are two things you need to overcome. 
You need to overcome the fear of embarrassment and rejection. You're going to talk, you think, oh, this could be embarrassing. What if this doesn't work? Uh, what if they don't want to listen to me? And the fear of rejection, no, clear off. I don't want, you know, come on, Jesus bore our shame. He was rejected for us. It's not about you, it's about him. If there's a rejection, it's him they're rejecting, not you. We need to get over those, need to get over the fear factor, fear of embarrassment, fear of rejection. You'll go a long way in life if you can overcome those two things and get over yourself. Because we already sang this morning, it's not me, I'm not alive anymore. Amen? (laughs) So we don't squeak when people poke us, amen? Uh, It's him living in and through us, praise the Lord. So I'm, I'm just excited for you because, you know, multiple services, wow, it's going to be so, so exciting. So oh, there'll be a cost. I might not see my mate on Sunday morning. Come on, get over it. Seriously. The, um, what story? Tell you quickly. This is Mike's thing. Embarrassment or rejection. So we were standing in um, L.A. and there was a huge queue to get onto the plane. We were right at the back and Mike said, trust me now. I'm going, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Because I'm a risk averse. I am. And uh, Mike said, just follow me. And so from the back of the queue, he walked right up to the first class counter. And uh, the lady said, oh, can I help you, sir? And he put his... (laughs) His card, his air points card on the thing. And he said, oh, I'm booked on such and such a flight. Uh, Can you help me? Oh, yes, sir, she said. And she pressed the computer and she called somebody to take our bags. And we went straight through. And I'm going, oh, God, forgive me for lying. Uh, Isn't that amazing? (laughs) We overcame embarrassment. And it's amazing how how I was absolutely worn out and I needed to get onto the plane. Amen. Amen. Yeah, come on, just sometimes, oh, you know, some of they might they might they might send me back into the queue, so what? <laughs> they might not. <laughs> Amen. Be a risk taker. But no, there are people out there and uh what joy there's gonna be yeah. when week by week you see your friends, your family, your workmates coming to Christ. And this place is quite full now. People come in and they like to see space. They want to know that you're making room for them. So this morning, first of all, making room in our hearts for him. We're recognizing our connection to this body as something that is vital uh, for all of our life. You know, when when we're connected to this incredible body of people, it impacts our household our workplace, everything we do, we carry something with us. I always say to people, when you're going to work, you create your own atmosphere as you're going. We don't come under the prevailing atmosphere, we create the prevailing atmosphere because we take Christ with us into our workplaces, into our schools, into our places of learning. We take Christ with us and we determine what the atmosphere is going to be, not them. And so what, what, we, what we have together is a body, and that's like the number one thing. God really wants to gather your hearts together, your lives together for the day that we're in because there's a new anointing. There's a new release of the gifts and the power of God, not for our glory, 
but for his glory. So the glory of the Lord will rise upon you. He will be glorified by what God will do with you. And I declare over you in Jesus' name a release of a new mantling of the Holy Spirit. I declare a mantling of unity. I declare connection in the name of Jesus, that together you will feel that I'm, I'm part of something that is exciting, something that is vital, something that is absolutely crucial for the day that we are living in a church that is vibrant, alive, together, focused on the glory of Jesus, not on themselves, and prepared to pay the price to sacrifice some of the things that they like in order to reach the people out there who are so lost. How awful it would be to think that we'd played church and had a wonderful church for so long and that God would show us when we got there about all the people that he wanted to bring amongst us for us to love and nurture and uh, lead to him and to make disciples. Amen. Come on, you are a blessed church. You're a very blessed church here. Uh, I love the presence of God in this house. Um, and God's going to increase the international nature of your church. He's going to bring in other nations to you. And uh, you're going to have a wonderful. I, I, when I, when if I, if I'm ever again back here, I, I, I trust to see a whole lot more nations. Amen. But I'm excited to see some of the nations here. I love the nations of the earth. I, I feel at home in every nation wherever it is. And uh, I, I, God loves the peoples. Let's create a little bit of heaven here on earth. Amen. Multiplied times. Multiply. My, my, my biggest number I've done is five services in a row in the US and uh, it was a bit of a bit of a challenge they said you know there's about you know a couple of thousand people in each service and there's a balcony with a clock on it said look when that clock gets to zero you get off the stage even if you're raising the dead you get off the stage because this lot have got to get out and I've got the next lot in there's another queue outside waiting to come in there will be some things that will happen that will change will come on our heart is to see lost people one for Jesus. You'll have eternity for your worship. You'll have eternity with Jesus. But there's some people who are going to miss out if we don't enlarge our hearts and our capacity. And I declare a new day over you in the mighty and the old. Can we stand together? Can musicians please come for a moment? It may, it may be a good time actually to, uh, to put some feet to your decision this morning. And if you hear this morning, say, well, yeah, I'm here, but in a sense, I really feel I'm totally connected to what's happening here. But this morning, I want to, I want to make a, a clear statement that I'm connecting to what God is doing in this house in every way. I want to be a part of prayer. That's a massive thing in this house. I want to be a part of sowing into this vision and this dream in Jesus' name. And so as we're singing, would you come? And if you're in a place where you say, hey, I'm... I, I, I want to be part of the bride. I'm not very beautiful, but together we can be beautiful for him. Amen? And he doesn't look on the outer man, but on our hearts. And if you need Jesus this morning, please come. If you need healing this morning, there are people here in the team who love to pray for the sick and see people one for Jesus. Amen? So um, God bless you this morning. And uh, yeah, privilege and a joy to be with you. And I'm looking forward. I'm going to be excited to see what God's going to do amongst you in the future. In Jesus' name, I bless your households. I bless your workplaces. I bless your generations in the mighty and the awesome name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen and amen.